Welcome to the Bleep Midlife Bulimia podcast with Laurieann and the Co-Trigger. Hi, everyone. I am Laurieann. I am the host of Bleep Midlife Bulimia. And I'm here to speak about something that I remember triggered me when I was bulimic. For my whole entire life, I wanted to be able to fit in both with women and men. I wanted to be able to be that person who wouldn't be judged as, you know, female. And I remember being really self-conscious about the fact when a guy goes, oh, you're being girl. And one of my first best friends was a guy. And my female best friend was really a tomboy. And I loved that. I loved the aspect of being a tomboy. So over time, though, I felt that I was losing that perspective because as you grow older then there's you know the whole puberty thing happening and then there's the division of the men the female and yes I was a cheerleader however what I prided myself on as a cheerleader believe it or not was the fact that a I took it as a sport because I was in gymnastics and dance prior to that and the whole thing was I was the tallest and the biggest girl on the team so I was kind of like that male statute where I lifted up all of the small girls when we did pyramids and so I didn't see myself as one of those tiny little football star girlfriends that were on the cheerleading squad Um, I also uh, I, I cheerleaded throughout the year so where the football team uh popularity came in i really wasn't looking for popularity i was looking for continuing with the sport because i enjoyed it and i also did the hockey teams and i also did the basketball team a lot of people would say well you know is that something that you wanted to do for popularity maybe to a certain degree i wanted it for acceptance because of having been as a younger child uh let's put me into junior high Um, Now, let's even go further than that. I came from Turkey, having lived there for four years, and then I moved back to Canada. And I needed to try and fit into this new culture because in Turkey, we had, you know, private school, we had the uh, uniforms, so everybody was dressed the same way. I remember that when I went from grade five to grade six, I was now in a class with girls who were two years older than me. So I was 11, they were 13. They were going through puberty. They had like, you know, crushes on the teacher and all of that. And I didn't understand any of this. Came back to Canada, 11 years old, halfway through the year of grade six, half a year before junior high. And all I wanted to do was fit in. I remember wearing braids and a baseball cap and my mother would not let me wear jeans or any of sorts. So sometimes when I had my skirt, I would wear shorts underneath it when I was playing baseball. And I also wanted very much to be unique. I remember when I ended up in uh, the latter part of grade six, summertime, and then early part of grade seven with my girlfriend, you know, I found all sorts of clothes that would just make me different. And I found that my friends liked them and then they would start to dress the same way, which I thought, you know, was kind of cool. Um, In through grade seven and eight, however, the clothes that I was wearing to a few people out there who were, you know, not understanding the fact that this was my mother not allowing me to wear certain clothes and she always wanted me to look just right as a girl. I ended up being bullied for being a fairy, which of course, looking back, I should have taken that as a compliment. But when there's this young 
small girl with a very big bully kind of girl behind her and saying, we're going to beat you up every time I walk down the hallway, I started to think this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing to look, you know, uh, weak, I guess, is what I started to feel. So what that transformed into through my life was that I really wanted to fit into the boys club along with the women's club. I never disassociated that but i also felt that there should be a balance there should be something in the center and that angered me and i will tell you that i remember there were times when i had the trigger and that would be one of them i was so angry and i would just eat up that anger and there were how can i be stronger and better than other people out there where not I'm not talking about men or women people out there where there's an equality where women are allowed to be who they want to be dress how they want to be but not be uh, what's the word I guess you know uh, there is a word that I know I wouldn't say feminized but I mean sexualized or whatever the case I even remember going for a job interview when I was 28 and because I dressed uniquely and not conformed I was told that I looked too young and that the person who was going to hire me was afraid that they would not have enough respect for me uh, due to that fact, which of course I know back then to this day today, that is uh, a form of discrimination. But again, I was not going to fight that because the whole point was I was going to fight my little battle of I'm going to make it. I continued with that while I was with my ex-husband. I was always so frustrated when I would come up with ideas such as trust funds that I got for one of my clients and I tried to speak to him about it, but it had to come from the boys club. The accountant that I had hired for my client was the same one that he used and his, his accountant told him about this and yet it was me who went in and did all of the research and asked the accountant to provide the final information on it. There were so many of those that I had done. And at one time I had told my ex-husband, can I not just get credit for that instead of you always taking credit for what I have helped you with? And including, he knew nothing about accounting when I started with him and I taught him the balance sheet income statement because I had taken accounting through my college and I knew it and I was doing it for him. So I was teaching him the fact that it doesn't matter if you hire an accountant, you still need to look at the spreadsheets and income statements and everything else. If you own that business to make sure that your accountant is in place and that accountant should be meeting with you every month to say, here, you're there, you know, $250,000 in debt, all of a sudden he's going, what happened? I trusted them because you trusted that much without and in a kind way calling ignorance of actually taking the time to do this. I fought with this all the time and I felt uh, that battle and, and I can still feel it inside of me as though like I'm not bulimic anymore, but I feel that emotion that used to trigger my bulimia because I was so frustrated into the fact that because I was never able to complete my cheerleading to get my gold star because I was also an achiever and I always wanted to complete things because my parents had moved yet again, I ended up at the age of 38 becoming president of a chamber of commerce. And it was really important to me prior to that to make it. So I went through the board and I was vice president but the year that I was supposed to become president, the boys club decided that they didn't want 
me there. They didn't feel I was ready. I was too young because I was 38 and I would have been the youngest president in that group. I was also only the fourth female to become uh, to that level of being, you know, vice president to turn president. So they put a man before me and it was said rumors and they're rumors. So I'm not going to take them. I'm going to take them lightly. But the rumor was that they were hoping that I would actually uh, retire from the board and from becoming president and such if they had postponed it for another year. And I was determined not to do that. I was determined to move ahead in this boys club, in this boys code or whatever it is that they call it, the bro code. I get it. Women have certain codes and men have certain codes. The thing is with me, I believe that they should be the same code. What are those? Okay, so a bro doesn't go out with a girl, a, a girl that his buddy has an interest in. I believe that it should be the same for the sister code. I believe that pretty well every code that I've read about that's a bro code should be a sister code. And for the most part, you will find that as many times as the bro will break the code, so will the sister. But we don't have it in a book of some sort or some form or whatever the case. What I'm saying is, is that I believe that we should be standing side by side. We both have, both men and women have different strengths and together we can work them right. As long as we don't put each other down, as long as we don't isolate each other from each other and saying, oh no, this group can't have this group. And I will say that women, I was also perceived as not being a woman supporter when I saw two women's groups in our organization and I said, one has to go. And I also fought for the fact that uh, men, if they wanted to show up to one of the special events, should be allowed to. Uh, we're not going to have an influx of them, but the speaker is great. And why are we not letting them when we as women fought so many years to stop men from stopping us from being in a group? So it, it should be both sided, both together, working together, not a man and a guy and a woman and a, and a sister. And, you know, like I... Oh, I still, funny enough, it's a trigger for me, not for bulimia anymore, thank goodness, but that's how strong of a trigger it is for me. When we're working together, husband and wife, men shout out commands just as much as women, but yet you see a lot of the wives putting the man down. You don't see as much of that. Women are just as narcissistic as men, and you see mostly the men be narcissistic. If you understand what I'm saying, I have worked with men in a male industry who have been more emotional than your typical female. And yet it always seems that emotions are only for women. That's not true either. I have lived a life with men and I even had a, a business that was primarily men in it because it was in the automotive industry. And so for whatever anybody is saying or whatever little pockets we put ourselves in, instead of pocketing each other in different little spaces, pull ourselves together. Do you think that women sometimes don't look at a man and say, man, he should lose some weight, but we don't put it all over social media that this is the perfect body and every woman should be going after that. Why? And yet it's more so for women. It should be just the same for men then. If we're going to do this, let's do it both ways. 
my point is, let's not do it either way. Let's show on social media what normal people are and what we're looking at. We talked about dating today on one of our podcasts that I have, my other podcast. And we're talking about out of our league. Nobody is out of anybody's league, so to speak. However, what I will say is that we try and find people who are not emotionally matched to us. And I really appreciate that. The emotional league, I would probably say, okay, but there's no league. There's, there's either coming together, being able to stand next to each other, being able to support each other in different ways, but equally. So let's say that I'm managing an auto repair shop and a used car sales. And my partner is, let's say, running an art gallery. I'm female, he's male. Does it really matter? No, it's the emotional support for each other. And if I'm in an art gallery and he's in auto repair, which is more the norm, although believe it or not, I was the opposite of the norm. It doesn't matter. It matters about the person and it matters about, it doesn't matter how gorgeous or, or not so gorgeous to the eyes of other beholders. It's about the eyes of our eyes. And to take what, oh my goodness, this just drives me nuts, but to take that what social media equates to being perfectly perfect, whether it be for a guy and a girl, is not perfect to each individual. I don't want somebody who's going to be so into how they look or how, oh my goodness, this has to be perfectly like, you know, homes and garden house. Uh, and there's people who will match that way. I don't want that. So I want to match with who I am with, if and ever I want to match. Because one thing that I did discover over the time of the last 10 years, not only being free of bulimia, but also being on my own as a single person, is that if I was ever to go into a relationship again, that would be the number one thing for me, is to find somebody who is equally as supportive no matter what I do, and me to him no matter what he does, and to understand that you don't want to have one more predominant than the other. You need to be sitting together and wanting the same things, allowing each other individuality. And another podcast that we spoke about is there's codependence, there's over-independence, and then there's interdependence. And the interdependence being the most healthy of all and likely to be the less triggering. And I also found in the last few days, I've been looking at some videos previous to my uh, my recovery. And one of the things that I felt while watching those, I did see a happy Lorianne. I did see somebody who kept going no matter what. But I also could remember feeling a little loss of self and trying to prove to other people what ultimately I wanted to prove to myself, but not looking at it that way. While I wanted to do it for myself, I was still looking out instead of just simply looking in. And if I had just been able to put a little bit of a fence there and say, hey, Lorianne, you're on this side of the fence. Let's look this way. Let's look at what we've got. Look at what we've done instead of looking out to find out what's looking, who's looking across that fence to look at what I've achieved and what I've done. 
it doesn't matter as long as I'm achieving it. Anyway, this is my blurb about the bro code, the sister code, the equality of men and women, and where we should both be sitting there going rather than trying to find the true perfect love is trying to find compatibility, not just with other people, but by far number one with ourselves. And I always say that being a master certified handwriting analyst, one of the biggest things for me was finding compatibility with myself. And I did that through my handwriting and graphotherapy. And what does that mean? Being comfortable with myself, knowing when I'm transitioning possibly one morning into a space that I don't want to go to and bring myself back. Just like watching those videos was not easy to a certain point. And then I felt that little red box. Oh, okay, this is, this is a story, but there's, you know, the box with the big red ball in it and it shrunk down, but sometimes it bounces around and pushes the button. Um, over the last couple of days, it's been pushing the button a little bit more than I care to, but then I look at it and I'm going, it's that little button and it's bouncing around. And all I need to do is calm it and I'll be okay. So I don't know how many listeners out there can relate to some of the triggers being anger towards self for not feeling the way you really want to feel uh, acceptance and such and not being there yet, just accepting yourself. So even if it can trigger sometimes when somebody starts, you know, I have uh, two guys starting to talk and go, yeah, man, yeah, that's the bro code. And I just feel, take a deep breath, take it all in and let the boys be boys. Let them have it. Because really, in the scope of life, if that's what they need to make themselves feel important, let them. I do not have that need for a sister or a bro code because to me my friends both male and female we just have a code anyway thanks for listening and i know that you guys all probably think this is just absolutely off the beaten track of bulimia but it really isn't because for years i fought that and i realized watching back on my videos was one of my triggers now I just need to meditate a little bit when that sort of thing comes up and realize it's all going to be okay. Thanks for listening. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com.